Well, we're live already. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just like that. The magics of the internet. Yes. Olaf Levitz is here. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Dave. We're here live in the leading Agile booth at Agile 2018 doing interviews all week long with speakers and thought leaders and folks that are driving change in the Agile space. But most of them... Which of these are not online? And the Jenga people are really noisy. Yes. Um, most of the people that sit down at this table to talk have not come to this conference the session about magic oh. and infuse their description with all kinds of Harry Potter references. <laughs> so, Zing. yes. So, uh, Olaf gave a talk on Tuesday called Rekindle the Magic of Agile. And there is something specifically I want to dive into related to your talk. But first, what was the talk about? Or the session? Well, the, because it was more of a workshop. It right? was more of a workshop, yeah. It had a bit of a talk uh, at the beginning, and that was basically what I'm saying now with maybe five more minutes. Um, I think when Agile started in the 90s it was yeah. magical in the sense that people absolutely couldn't believe it yeah it was outstanding it was impossible it was like beyond unthinkable yeah. it was like what like the fuck are world, you doing I, actually there's, there's a, a real world that doesn't there's work, a lot right? of people who are still in that space yes but we don't sell it like that anymore right what we what we have done is we have kind of kind of drained our confidence uh -huh. Okay, they don't believe us. Okay, they don't believe us. Okay, they don't believe us. Okay, and we're repackaging it and repackaging it and trying to. And my belief is, if we get back to, hey, this is really magical. Okay. It's not high magical performance. Not in it's the not. Sense that it's you not, can't do it. Magical. No, magical in the sense that, uh, what's this technology quote? I always get it wrong. But any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Okay. Right. So, so it, it is so advanced that okay. people don't get it who haven't experienced it. I think that's, that's, the, okay. that's what, what's, what's magical about it. So isn't that an And what we need okay. to get back there is confidence. I, I was talking to, okay. to Caitlin Walker who was for the first time at this conference and for the first time exposed to this community. And one feedback she gave, and it was to me like, wow, that's so true. You're talking about so much stuff you don't dare to actually do. Wow. And I was like, Vroom. <laughs> and she yeah. said, your session and one other, um, Michelle Snyder's session, uh -huh. were the only ones in the program that talk about confidence. Wow. Okay. And I was like, thank you, and wow, we need, we need more of this. Okay. So when you say we don't do it, does that, are you saying that we as people who are preaching this stuff to other folks, trying to help them do it, we don't do it ourselves? No, I think, I think that we still are in a, in a sense of we're challenging people with something that they still find like, wow. It's too overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. And there's so many like, when we talk about coaching executives, for instance, okay. most of us still do not dare to approach executives. They okay. don't know how to get to the board. Yeah. They don't, they don't know how to get there. And, and it's not because they, they can't find the stairs. Right. <laughs> Or they, they don't want to get there with a degree of influence that they feel like they would have to have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, how does that? How are you wanting to solve that problem? Well, first by instilling confidence, by okay. by by making people aware that it's okay to talk about confidence, that it's helpful, that okay. as soon as we start talking about it, it grows a little bit. Okay. As soon as we start to make sense of it. So one of the things we did in the session was actually building a metaphor for our own confidence okay. so that we can feel it. Okay. We can get a sense of, so my confidence is like a tree. Okay, when, so? it's, when it's great, when I'm really confident at my best, yeah. then it's like a tree that has multiple, mu it has very deep roots and it's made up of liquid 
currents right. of all possible colors from so that any, anything that comes at me yeah. will just be integrated because the color will be already there. Okay. And it's like connected to the bottom very, very deep. It's going high into the sky. It's not a real kind of tree, and but it's, it's being fed it's from very, very alive. Yes, and okay. it's very alive. Okay. And then, then when I'm relatively confident, it's like a normal tree, like a palm tree. So it is flexible, but it's okay. rooted. It can't, can't move. Okay. And when I'm inconfident, then I'm like, Charlie it's, br it's brittle and... Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Wow. So, so that's my metaphor that I use to check in with my confidence whenever I think that's needed. Okay. So I can say, okay, what can I do to kind of water that tree? Yeah. So that it gets. It's interesting. It's, I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about it. But it's it's an interesting exactly. approach to self care too. To yeah. See, yes. You know what am I needing here, and where I guess where can I get it from? Yeah. Okay. We did this. We did this. So so this magic idea came from uh, two sources. One was. I was working with a with an internal change agent in a really really big organization, okay. and he wanted to do leadership development, but leadership development was owned by HR, so he couldn't offer leadership courses. Okay. And what we devised, and he never got around to do it, but he had this working title of a school of witchcraft and wizardry, okay. for what he wanted to teach to leaders. Okay. And we were talking for two years, and we were actually designing some things. That never happened. But when we, when that engagement ended, I took this idea with me. And then another thing that I've been doing all these years, which is helping coaches with their business development, uh -huh. finding an unfair advantage, discovering what's it's, what it is that only you can do, yeah. developing that when you're working at your best. And that kind of clicked together with this magic. So that okay. instead of working at your best, we said, when your work is like magic, when you achieve something that you can't explain, that's like what? Okay. And, and something and we, that, that we you're that the into only a, one that has that special yeah. Jedi mind trick power. Exactly. And we turned that into a course, okay. which we called the, co the Coaching School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Yeah. And we ran that over the last 10 months. Okay. And we devised exercises like this. Okay. So that's where this, where this confidence well, thing comes from. One of the things you just said that kind of sparked in my head is that anybody who goes through this is going to have to define, like you said, their own special thing. Yeah. And I immediately kind of... Okay, what am I? I know, I know what my thing is, and mm -hmm. that makes questions. me feel. No, no, no. I mean, when I'm teaching, but yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. me feel more confident. Yes, yes. Because like, yeah, there isn't anybody else that can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. Yes. And and that is that's a neat little. I had not thought that's very insightful. Oh. Um, I see. I see your face light up. No, I, I am. Yeah, yeah, this that is cool. Like, and this wow. is one of my favorite things about this conference because I just learned so much stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about clean language because I know yes. that's part of your talk. And I, I'm just going to be honest, I'm not up to speed on it. And I know a lot of people watching won't be either. Yeah. And I know that you've studied this stuff. So what is it? Let's go for a demonstration instead of a definition and okay. stay where we just were. So when you look, when your work makes you smile like that, yeah. then your work is like what? Something between sunlight and water. Sun Between sunlight and water? Yeah. Is there anything else about Sunlight this being between? Sunlight because it brightens me up and, yes. and I feel warm, like I feel it in my face. And water because when I'm doing these interviews, I'm constantly trying to change the shape of what's going on and seeing where it can go and what new pathways can we find. Change this the so shape. So the fluidity of it. Fluidity. So fluidity, water, sunlight. Yeah. What kind of water is that water? It's very clear water. Very clear water. Very clean water. Very clean water. <laughs> Whereabouts is that water? I guess in my head it's in a stream somewhere. But I can't. In a stream somewhere? Yeah. What kind of stream is that stream? 
not a very muddy and murky one. Yeah. And where's sunlight in relation to that stream? Oh, shining down on it. Shining down on it. Yeah. Warming it, making it sparkle and shine a little bit. So did you notice what I was doing? You were help pushing me further towards answering the questions. I don't know, I was a little wrapped up in my own shit. I got to answer a last question and I don't know where to go. That's, that's the purpose. Okay. And I always <laughs> use that word to explain what it does. It separates my shit from your shit. Okay. It keeps my shit out of the conversation and it okay. helps you discover your own thinking. It's perfect if we work on a question that we both don't know the answer to. Okay. And it's even better if it's a metaphor. So okay. when you started with sunlight and water, that was like the perfect opening for me to ask about that. Okay. Because when we use metaphors like that, we never know what's behind. We use water, yeah. but we don't know what kind of water. Okay. But as soon as you think about it, it's kind of tapping, tapping into the surface of your subconscious. And it's and hard to not give the first thought that comes into your mind because mm -hmm. you can't go, I don't, I don't feel like I have the time to dig into that here and to yeah. glom it up with my own self-consciousness. So it's helping somebody develop their thoughts. Yeah. And we use this technique in this course extensively to help people develop these metaphors. Okay. You can use it in interviewing, so you can, you use, you can use it for any, any kind of discovery situation. It reminded me that I have looked this up before, so I do know a little bit about where I came from, but I did notice that your questioning was, I always think of questions as this back and forth. Right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like the push hands exercise in Tai Chi. Mm -hmm. But this was, I can't, I'm not getting anywhere. You're not going to like let me dig into that. You're going to keep pushing the questions back at me, even though, and the pacing and everything. Mm -hmm. um, it comes out of psychology, right? It comes out of therapy. Okay. Um, it can be a bit hypnotic okay. if, you do, if, you, if you do it that way. Okay. Um, especially if you repeat a lot of what you're hearing. Yeah. The key is that you do not add any interpretation, any assumptions. You just use, I uh, just use more, your words. Not, yeah. not you saying, the water is like this, but you tell me what the water is like. Yeah. So you're forcing me to find my own answers instead yeah. of feeding me things like cookies that I can latch onto. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so you're using this in your coaching and in your teaching. I, I, well. This taught me to actually coach. Wow. I had no idea what coaching really was until I learned clean language. Because okay. there was this thing that we were told when we learned to coach yeah. that the client has all the resources they need to discover their problem and discover the answer, etc. Yeah. And I was always, yeah, but you don't really like know how to develop software properly, <laughs> etc. Right? So yeah. I'm, I'm, and you've asked me because I'm the agile expert, etc. So that, all of that gets in the way. Yeah. But when you use clean language, you're forced to keep that out of the conversation. Okay. And that taught me by experience that a, the statement was true. Yeah. And my coaching was so much more effective. And it also makes it, I would imagine, easier to keep your own ego from bleeding into what's going on. Absolutely. Yes. This is really cool. Yeah. And as you learn to notice when your ego wants to get into the conversation and you don't do it, yeah. you're kind of taming it. it it's hard. So there's a lot of self, self work yeah. that, that happens on the side when you practice this. Okay. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, Highly recommended. So, the so what else is biggest going on? biggest piece of technology I learned in the last ten years? Wow, easily with, okay. with a big big Where gap to the next one. Where should people go learn more about it? Uh, one thing that's a good source at the moment. I did an online course with Judy Rees. I created okay. an online course with Judy Rees, who's one of the leading teachers in the field. Okay. Uh, last year, and okay. it's currently available for 
147 instead of 147 pounds. Okay. It's a, I think it's a six-module online learning course. There's a Facebook group okay. available with it where you can find people to practice with. So how do they find it? Um, do they go to your? I, I think I the, your the URL is bitly slash clean agile 2018. Bitly agile 2018. It's bit.ly and then slash clean agile. Yeah, I can't. Type. I'm assuming we can put it into the. We will. We will add it in. Yeah. Promise. We'll it in okay. Cool. And, and if they want to, your URL is very confusing, but the URL is hhgttg.de slash blog. Oh, that's a very old one. Okay. That's not a good one. That's uh, th my, my first domain was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah, that's, okay. that's so where that do you want to go? That's what's in there. Trustterminals.com. Say that's Trust. Not Terminals.com. Oh, trust T-E-M-E-N-O-S.com. Trust, like, trust yeah. me. Like I'm a trust artist, right? Yes. Trustterminals.com. Okay. Yeah. And your book, The Trust Artist. No, sorry. Showing Up. Showing Up. Showing Up. Yeah, that's another t-shirt. Um, that's on Lean Club. Okay, on Lean Club. Okay, and we can track you down on Twitter at, at, at Olaf Levitz. L-E-W-I-T-Z. Absolutely. And you look fantastic, by the way. Thank you. What have you changed? You still have this smile. Well, what have you changed about yourself? Mm. Um, well, I did lose weight. Okay. But the main main way I did lose weight was letting go of shit. Wow. Okay. There was there was some moment. It was a little more than a year ago where I, and another one in October, uh, where I had a major insight into some bullshit going on in my head. Right. And. Letting go of this literally led to me having this feeling wow. of, wow, there's a big bunch of armor that I don't need anymore. And it went away. And then it went away. Like, not, not on that day, yeah. but I could, I, could, I could feel it. Wow. That's really cool. So um, my, my current theory about weight gain and loss and is you, 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 you are oscillating around the, yeah. the form, that you, the shape that you think you need to have to be protected from whatever... Wow. Environment you find yourself in. And yes, you. I, I also run every morning, so it's not... Okay. It, it, There's work there. There is work yeah. there. But the, the main thing is you actually need to let go of a part of yourself if you want okay. to lose 20 kilos. It's not just, I'm running, I'm running and stopping to eat meat, that yeah. helps. But if, you, if you're not ready to let go of, of that yeah, yeah, yeah. boundary, it's protecting Protecting fat. you from everything else. <laughs> Then, uh, then it doesn't go away. That's 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 my experience. That's cool. That's great. Thank you for asking. Oh no, I mean you look fantastic, and thank you for coming by. I'll shake your hand again. Say goodbye to the internet. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thank you, internet. <laughs>